Welcome to Reading Dune Messiah, a podcast where we are reading Dune Messiah by Frank Herbert and talking about it. If you're a Fremen or a first-time reader, this podcast is for you. My name is Caleb Pauls. And I'm Evan Diaz. And together, we're going to read some Dune. Yeah, we are. Yes, we are. All right, so... Evan, you just finished reading this chapter. How long yep. is this chapter? Like, not. It is not long. It was like, what, three pages? It may be. Yeah. I think the quote itself is about as long as the, is like half of the first page of those three pages. Right. Yeah, for sure. As no, Evan. literally. <laughs> Look, if you're, if you're watching uh, the visual. It's yeah. it, it's legit. Yeah, the the chapter starts two thirds down the page, <laughs> right. and for those of you watching and and reading along with us and listening, this is hundred percent going to be a recap chapter. Yeah, we're just putting it out there. Right, this is going to tell us where we've been, but more importantly, it also tells us where we're going. That's true. So I think Frank really needed to like ground us again in the world of Dune, what is happening and the implications of what has happened in the book Dune. Speaking of Dune, uh, as we are recording this, the movie has already come out. Yes. We did a big old long episode. It's on YouTube. It's longer than the movie itself. (laughs) Where Evan and I go scene by scene and talk about it. Um, We haven't really talked about it on the podcast before. Evan, what did you think of Dune Part 1? The movie? The movie. Oh, it was amazing, ridiculous, tremendous, fantastical. It, it was, was huge. It was this really big deal. <laughs> it was a really big deal. And I, oh gosh, I loved it. I think they did, they, they kept it to the spirit of what Dune was in yeah. that intensity level and the cinematography and the scope and the music it was it was incredible and the details all the details like the little tiny details that they took out of the book and put into the movie it's it's like the book in the fact that the more times i watch it which i'm not gonna lie i've watched it a lot (laughs) but every time i watch it i catch new things yeah there's something else that you see for sure and it's like, oh, that's pointing to this and that's pointing to that. And I'm so excited for everyone who has just started this Dune journey because I'm on thousands, if not millions of people have picked up Dune now for the first time right. since watching the movie. And it's only part one. And I can't wait till part two. And possibly, rumor is, a part three. Ooh, which will be Messiah. You think that's it? You think this is what we're reading now is what part three is going to be? Yes. Man. I think, I think that's how it'll shake out just because you need the, you need the, the climax of, of Dune to happen in part two, right? Where he becomes yeah. emperor and then the, what happens afterwards? It's right. Because it, the movie will end on this like big, not cliffhanger it, there's cause, cause there's resolution to it, but it's low key, a cliffhanger. Yes. You know? And I think, and, and as these movies progress, this is my prediction. 
I am not prescient. I do not know what's going to happen. But I do think that the f- part one will just get better with time because we're going to see all these new things in it that are now going to be paid off in part two and part three. Yeah. So that's going to be super cool. And we're just going to, yeah. All right. You ready to dive into the book? Yes. All let's right. do it. Let's, let's so do it. Yeah. Blitz girl here on YouTube just says, yeah, the book Dune feels unfinished at the end. Yes. It comes to like this screeching halt and you're like, I wasn't ready for that to end yet. Yep. Yeah. So that's why we're here doing Messiah. That's, that's exactly it. All right. So this chapter is a writing from Bronzo of X. Yeah. I didn't realize that until the end where it's, it says that. Yes. I was like, we just did Bronzo of X. What are we doing at Bronzo of X again? You know? Yes. Maybe this is the writings that he got in trouble for part of his dissertation. Right. Um, it's, we really don't know. This is all fun to speculate. Um, I was informed on our discord PS. If you're not in our discord, you should get there Oh yeah. because there's a lot of smart people in there. And if you're reading any of the Dune books, we have channels in there to which you can talk about it and we keep it spoiler free. But I was doing, I was asking some questions in, in there today um, about Bronzo because evidently Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson, right? They do. They wrote a bunch of other Dune novels that kind of fill in the gaps. Um, they're kind of like Disney plus shows. They're like fill in the gaps that you wanted in the movies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what I'm talking the, about here? The Mandalorian. Right. 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 Like book above effect. Like just, just squeezes in there a little bit. So it's really current events it's happening right now. If you're listening to this five years in the future, you're like, oh, yeah. No. Ooh, ooh. They were um, watching Book of Boba Fett. We're sitting here like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the, the Tuscan Raiders and the Spice reference? Yeah, there was a bunch of them. All right. So in this, evidently, this writing has taken place. It takes place after the events of the book Oh, this that we're about to read. Yeah, yeah, okay. And, and the hypothesis is that Bronzo was told by Paul to do these writings. He, because Paul had lived, has risen to the to the level of of being a god and an emperor. Right, his word is infallible, even though he knows what he's doing is not right. Right, like the jihad and everything else, and he can see that like. He was forced, his, he, his hand was forced. And so he needs an opposition to rise up to give a different narrative. And so he specifically asked Bronzo to do this. And so Bronzo does this to, perform, to provide an alternative narrative to the one that the, the, the Quisarat missionaries are spreading. What? So Paul was playing both sides of this because, I mean, when you know everything, you might as well. Um, what? <laughs> Evan's mind's currently being blown. You, <laughs> no. So that's the 
I, I was in. Yeah, this is why you should go to the Discord because we're all talking about this and <laughs> helping each other out. Because I don't know everything. I'm just here to lead Evan through it, and by proxy, all of you. <laughs> so that's what's gonna happen. So speculation on where this all comes from, but we're gonna look at Bronzo's notes here, the alternative viewpoint. Mm-hmm. So Bronzo notes how. Uh, Muad'Dib's imperial reign created more historians than any other era in human history. And most of them are going to argue for a very particular viewpoint. The viewpoint that, well, Muad'Dib was fantastic. They peddled religious propaganda giving, they given to people through either a spice high or the tip of a Chris knife. So they go to these worlds and be like, we'll kill you. Or you can take our special drug and s- see how this feels. And then which one do you want? You want to live or take the drug and join us? <laughs> Your yeah. choice. You want to die or do drugs? <laughs> really, it's a lot better if you just do the drugs and join us. But of course, all myths, this is kind of alluded to in the um, in the scroll in the beginning there, all myths have an ingredients of real history. Right, Paul That's Atreides right. was born a man. Sure, he was born to a great family. Sure, he did receive deep Pranabindu training from his mother, who was a concubine to a great house, who was a Bene Gesserit, put there to breed things together so the Quisatatarek could come up. Sure, that, but he was still just like, he didn't ask for any of that to happen. He just happened to be at the right place at the right time. Right. He was also trained as a mentat who before all of this happened, right? There's the mentat war of assassins where these human supercomputers are basically fighting each other for great houses. So he's also in that like part. So, and above all of that, he is the Quizrat Chatterack. He's the guy that can go in through space and time and see all these things, right? Being many places at once. He's the one that shortens the way. And this is the prophet that the Bene Gesserit have been waiting thousands of years and thousands of generations to control to hopefully lead humanity to a better future. And he became Emperor Muhadib. He married the daughter of the Padishah Emperor, sure whom, did. whom he like defeated comically, I might add. <laughs> It's just a comedic mess at the end. I don't know yeah. how they're going to do that in, at the, in the movie because it, it does feel like a circus at the end. Right. You know, it feels like there should be there should be at least that like Harry versus Voldemort moment at the end where it was a battle, maybe a disappointing battle, but a battle nonetheless. You know, the, yeah. the end of Dune was just like a conversation where Paul... <laughs> verbally checkmates the emperor and the emperor's like oh, dang it i guess <laughs> you know like i mean we have fade there's that fight with fade oh yeah 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 that's true but but even then it's like a, it's like <sighs> it's funny because it's frank it's like at the very tip tip top it's all a circus no one's actually in control. Right. No one really cares. It's all just a big circus at the top. And again, what he's trying to say here. So, of course, 
Muhadib brought the Bene Gesserit, the Sardaukar legions, all of their allied forces, and the Spacing Guild to their knees with like a word. I'm going to destroy the spice. And in doing so, he becomes emperor. And then Muhadib's Quizrat missionaries carry on their religious war across space and the whole Imperium, which lasts 12 years of them going from planet to planet to planet to planet and doing it. Yes, Evan, he's got his hand raised. Okay, okay, okay. I had this question. I'm glad I remembered it while while reading. Um, the 12, um, what is it? What is it? 12 standard years. Do you know how many like days that is like in our reckoning or mm. maybe I don't know. Someone in the chat might know. That's a good space question um, because every planet would have a different year. Right, right, right. right. Standard. But it's like a standard imperial year, I'm assuming. So like, like a very specific unit of measurement. Um, yeah, it's in the Dune fandom. I'm looking up in Dune Wiki right now. It's 365 days. Okay. Okay. So, so they're using old earth time still for years. Gotcha. Good to know. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Look at that. Look at us using Google. Wow. Live. Woo. (laughs) Seat of our pants. That's what it is. Okay, Brian Richard also confirmed it's the old days of Earth here on YouTube. We we both Googled it at the same time. Yeah. We, got, we all we all teamwork. All, everyone started Googling it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Muad'Dib could do this because he captured Arrakis, which held the spice, and without the spice, the sisterhood's reverend mothers would lose their power, their like extreme power. Yeah. The guild navigators could no longer fold space and billions upon billions of imperial citizens would die of space of spice withdrawal. But also without the spice, Paul could not prophesy. I thought that was pretty dramatic when I, when I read it. Right. He's like causing, he's willing to die here too, to like go through with this. He's, and no one calls his bluff. So there's that. Uh, this was Muad'Dib's success, but also his ultimate failure. So this is, here's the line here. And the next line is, other historians may say that Muad'Dib was defeated by the combined powers of plotters, the guilds, the Bene Gesserit, and the scientific amoralists, amoralists of the Bene Tleilax. That's key. Did you, did you underline that? He underlined. I uh, I circled was defeated. Yeah, dun dun. There's that... the spoiler they were talking about. Yeah, there's the spoiler. That's where we're going. Was defeated. Okay, well, right at the beginning, we're gonna we're gonna I, start off. I just want to set your expectations. This what? is where we're going. I just want Paul to be okay. I don't I just, know if, if he ever will be. I just want him to be happy, but it's not going to happen. We just need our like plush Timothy Chalamet little doll we can just hug. <laughs> Stroke his little head. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll search on Etsy for you, see if I can find one. As long as you can get me the greasy 
uh, Timothy Chalamet from uh, Don't Look Up with the, <laughs> like gross dreads, like the we monster could, hat. We could do that. We could okay, do that. Great. Um, other historians, I think Bronze is referring to himself, says it was spies in Muhadib's own household that were the cause of his demise. So there's that. Others say that the Dune tarot cards foretold the clouding of Muhadib's prophetic powers. So maybe the prescience did him in. Some historians show how Muhadib was made to accept the services of a Gola who was trained to destroy him. A Gola. Do you want the definition now or you want the definition later? What? Should I want the definition later? Why, why wouldn't I want the definition now? I, you, we get the definition now. Agola is a uh, the best way I can describe it to you is like a clone. Um, but it, they what the cloners need is they need genetic material, and they can reanimate someone's old body back to life. Like a zombie, like a Frankenstein-ish. No. But it's also, it can also take one cell and recreate the whole person. It gets a little iffy. So that is part of the uh, scientific amoralist, the Benny Tleilax. They, like the Benny Gesserit, like to flirt that line with morality. The Benny Tleilax do the same thing but it's life and death and who is really a person and how that all works out. Don't worry. We'll dive into it. Evan's giving me a weird look. Wait, they zombie zombie cloned Duncan? I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that at all. But it it says it right here. Oh, shit. It says it right here in the chapter. Wait, read it for me. What does it say? Uh, that is at the services of Agola, the flesh brought back from the dead and trained to destroy him. But certainly they must know this Gola was Duncan Idaho, the Atreides lieutenant who perished saving the life of young Paul. Spoilers. The book, it doesn't count if it's the book spoiled itself, does it? Well, I mean, no. Spoiler, Duncan's coming back. Are we excited about that? Are we not excited? Well, now that I know that he's a zombie clone, I'm not very excited. Doesn't sound like a happy reunion right now. Just uh, just imagine Jason Momoa just doing the most Frankenstein-y zombie. But we get Jason Momoa back. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Spoilers, this is where we're going. (laughs) Yep. Others also say that the Quizrat Cabal, guided by Korba, which takes us step-by-step through Korba's plan to make a martyr of Muhadib and then blame it on who? Chani. Why they got to do the Atreides men like that? Right. All of them. Just strictly blame the woman. Got to go for the honeys. Like, no. It's not cool. It's not cool. It's not cool at all. Why would they do that? But, you know, how can any of this explain the facts of history revealed to them? They cannot, Bronzo says. Only through the lethal nature of prophecy can we understand the failure of such enormous and far-seeing power. 
Again, spoilers. <laughs> At least it's not me spoiling it. At least it's like Frank spoiling himself. Right. <laughs> I don't in feel bad first, about it. In the first chapter, Frank, you're just going to like give it all away. We got 23 chapters left to go. We can do this. Do we? All right, guys. Thanks for listening. That was this. these three pages. That was reading Dude Messiah. Bye. Uh, well, you know, you got it. You know everything you need to know. No. Okay. So this is what basically what Bronzo was saying. He says, hopefully other historians will learn something from this revelation. What Frank wants you to look at is can you find where the downfall is? Is it the plotters? Is it is it Zombie Duncan? Is it Corba? Is it Paul himself? Who is actually how is actually this gonna this gonna turn? And because history, quote unquote, the history books will want to tell you a certain thing. And they're not going to, but everyone's going to have their own opinion. The X are going to say one thing. The Bene Gesserit are going to say another thing. How is history going to line up? Um, and this all this ties in great to just life, right? Because what, where is the power coming from? And what's it trying to say and do? And all the things, no matter what will happen. So I don't know. This is, this is the journey we're about to take. With reading Dude Messiah, we're going to try to figure out how did Paul's downfall happen. And at the end of it, Evan, I'm going to ask you who do you who do you think was the biggest cause of the fall of the emperor? Okay, all right, that's what all we got to look forward to. That's that's something you it's know. A, he just it, gave away the whole the whole thing, but I guess he did that with dune as well when he was like oh Duclito's gonna die yui was the traitor <laughs> you know like he said all that stuff and we were like oh well it was interesting but it feels like he gave away a lot more this gave away a lot. he did he did now it's more of like a murder mystery and we know who the who dies so now we get to put it together like clue we just yeah. don't know when he dies or like who is the most responsible for him dying <laughs> Yes, we we really don't know. It's definitely probably Colonel Mustard with a <laughs> candlestick in the library. Okay. That's my guess. Wow. What a life. All right. So three pages in. I know you're already hooked. Yeah. For what's going to happen next? You're not Man. wrong. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this very short episode as we recap where we're going, kind of that's where we're saying stuff uh, make sure you follow on twitter you jump in the discord that link should be up there we also have a patreon now isn't that right evan oh yes yeah we definitely have a patreon this comment from tony says frank herbert doesn't care about your feelings oh thanks thanks tony like i didn't know that <laughs> now now i'm just extra hurt got frank and tony over here hurting me and if you catch us live, feel free to comment. We do show the comments on, on screen. And if you're listening via like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, hurry up and catch up so you can join us live. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's way fun. Tyler says we should do more than one chapter a week. It's tempting. 
Some chapters are three pages and some are 20. So, and I was not prepared to jump into the next chapter because it's about to get thick. Yeah, I don't know. And if you want to donate, you can go to Patreon. We're trying to set up a website and a merch store and all the stuff and just try to keep this ball rolling. Um, So, yeah. Thank you so much for reading Dune with us. Yeah. Stay spicy, my friends. Stay spicy.